With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What's up, family? Welcome to Speak. We got a great show in today for y'all, but you will not believe what Sean Payton said yesterday in regards to the benching of Russell Wilson. A lot of us missed it. I won't let you miss it a second longer. Take a listen. I can't replace the entire offensive line. I can't bring in five new receivers. Russell Wilson benched, and I believe that he is taking too much heat, America. I will say it very simply and very succinctly. Russell Wilson gave the Denver Broncos Super Bowl Russ, but the Denver Broncos did not give Russell Wilson a Super Bowl environment. First, I will start with the numbers, though the numbers don't tell the whole story. Look at 2013 Russ, the year Russ won the Super Bowl. Then look at Russ this year. When you think about passing yards per game, comparable. Passing touchdowns, comparable. Giveaways, touchdown. How, giveaways, comparable. How about game-winning drives, comparable. Comparable, comparable. Super Bowl Russ in 2013 is the same Russ that you are seeing this year. The dilemma is you're not seeing that Super Bowl defense. Now I get it. That Legion of Boom, it was generational. But could you give me the 2015 Broncos defense? Could you give me Chris Harris? Could you give me Bradley Roby? Could you give me TJ Ward? Could you give me Aqib Tlaib? Could you give me Bobby Wagner? Could you give me Richard Sherman? Could you give me Earl Thomas? Could you give me Brandon Browner? Could you give me somebody on the opposite end? Russell Wilson fulfilled his end of the bargain. What I would submit to you is that the Denver Broncos did not fulfill their end of the bargain. And very simply put, I have to remind everyone because I had to remind myself Money does not change a person. It just makes you more of who you are. Mm. So I don't want to hear, well, they paid Russell Wilson, so he had to be better. When they paid Josh Allen, Josh Allen turned the ball over before he got money. He turned the ball over after he got money. Dak Prescott was a good quarterback who didn't win much in the playoffs before he got money. He's a good quarterback who hasn't won much in the playoffs since he got money. Lamar Jackson was a unanimous MVP before he got money. He's about to win MVP since he's got money. When you think about Justin Herbert, he was statistically impressive but didn't win a lot of games before he got money. He's statistically impressive and don't win a lot of games since he's got money. Joe Burrow was really good and injury prone before. Before he got money, he's really good and he's injury prone since he's got money. Money don't change you. Mm. It makes you more of who you are. So how can you expect Russell Wilson to change since he got paid? Russ gave you Super Bowl Russ. Mm. I think James Jones, the Broncos, they didn't deliver their end of the Super Bowl bargain. Russ is taking too much heat. What do you think? That's a really good take, my brother. That's a really good take right there. I got to agree with you. Um, I definitely think Russ is taking too much of this blame. And the reason why is... It's not that we haven't seen star quarterbacks get benched before. We've seen that in our league. We'll see it again. But we've never seen a superstar quarterback, a Super Bowl champion quarterback like Russell Wilson get benched for playing good. Derek Carr is my brother from another mother. Last year, he was not playing good football for the Las Vegas Raiders. They chose to go otherwise. Matt Ryan, when he went to the Colts, was not playing good football, making a lot of money. They said, you know what? Sit your butt down on this bench. 
But when you look at the Denver Broncos this year, they started off the season and the defense was hot garbage, right? Give up 70, giving up 260 rushing yards per game. They were not a good defense. But Russ was solid. Russ was playing good football. And they were losing games. When they were on the winning streak, the defense started getting hot, taking over the football, and Russ was still playing good football. Now these last two games, Russ is still being Russ. And yes, he turned the ball over in the Houston game and turned the ball over in that um, Patriot game, but Russ has been playing good football this season. So to say, I understand you can't change five linemen and do all that, but to really put this all on Russ and to really come at him and say, we want to take away this money for you, we don't want you to go out there and get injured, all this screams to me is Russ was never Peyton's guy. So we can say everything we want to say, but this screams to me that Russ was never Sean Payton's guy. Because if he was Sean Payton's guy, the way he's playing football right now, he would still be in there. And then you even hear the reports come out that if they won, he's, this decision still was going to come. That lets me know that Russ is taking way too much of this, and Russ was never Payton's guy, period. More money, more problems. More money, more problems. Isn't that what truth. they say? That's what they say. That's what they say. That's what they say. What it really means is more money, different problems. Because mm. when you're making $1.2 million and you win a Super Bowl or whatever Russ was making before these contracts, that's great. But when you get paid great money, coming with it is great expectations. Mm -hmm. So maybe you are more of what you are when you get paid and money doesn't change you. Money changed me. I'm a different person the more money that I make. I have different people around me. I have a, an accountant. I didn't need an accountant when I wasn't making no money. What are you going to account for? We ain't got no bro. We put that in wells. Period. Okay? You worried about overdrafting your account yeah. when you don't have the money. No okay? There are expectations that come when you get paid a certain amount of money. That's how the world works. You make more money, you do more things. You work at a higher level. You get more responsibility. You get more praise. You get more blame. Everybody else who gets paid this kind of money, when they don't live up to their expectations, we say it's on the quarterback mm -hmm. because they're the most important player on the field. They're the most valuable player on the field. Yeah. Keep in mind, Russ also asked for this situation. He demanded it, in fact, you could argue. There were all kinds of problems in Seattle with him and the coach and the, and the, the front office, and he put out had his agent put out a statement of where he wants to go. Russ forced his way out of Seattle. He's taking too much blame. This is a situation that Russ asked for. You're the quarterback. You make the most money. You're the face of the organization. Broncos Nation, let's ride. No, it's not all Russ's fault. But if we really get down into it, in a lot of these situations, it's not all the quarterback's fault. Many of the situations, it's not all the quarterback's fault. You have to be really, really, really obviously bad and you mm -hmm. for it to be very obvious that this is just your fault. Of course, it's not all Russ's fault, but you make the most money, you get the most amount of blame. And at the end of the day, this is not about this year or next year. It's about 2025, because if he's not Sean Payton's guy, which I also suspect, mm -hmm. and they don't want to have him there next year, which we all suspect, mm -hmm. You have to, as an organization, consider what you're going to do down the road to have money to pay a new guy. Whether it works out or not, that is what this is all about. Yeah. I think Russ is taking too much blame for this. Um, just because he's, he's playing decent. Like, he, he is playing good. And I, I think that when we look at, like, the, the up and down gear that the Broncos have had, you know, it was bad on both sides, offense and defense. But when we really watch Russ, he's getting better and better and better. He's been safe with the football. He's scoring touchdowns, right? And he is playing better than, than, than what we thought. Last year was a terrible year. And I don't even want to put that on Russ, right? Coach's staff was different, whatever. So you bring in Sean Payton. 
I do think what James was saying was right, that this is not his quarterback. Mm -hmm. And we've seen, like, coaches all the time have really, really good players, and it don't work. You, you don't fit my system. You don't fit my scheme. And I'm a coach they paid me all this money to be here for the next four or five years, $18 million a year. Yeah. He's going to be around, right? Russ, this is his second, new contract in his second year, correct? You never really see this. So that lets me know, okay, you didn't have really plans to be my coach. You didn't have plans to be my quarterback. Let's move on from this. And next year, I don't think he'll be there. I think they're, they're, they're actually putting the right on the wall. Like, look, Russ, we love you. You are having a good year, but you're not in our future. So as much as you want to put the blame on somebody, they're putting it on Russ. Because the defense have been playing great all year. Not at right? all. Other than Corlin Sutton, we don't even see no other weapons really making that many plays. Not consistently. Not consistently. The running game, I thought, would be tremendous. And it's been kind of up and down. Mm -hmm. Right? So you got to look at Russ. He's the next person. The big name, big contract. Who else you going to blame? Yeah. So when you look at this, yeah, I think they're making him the scapegoat, and they're putting all the blame on him, and I think it's not right and not fair. It's interesting, because I agree with Joy what you're saying as far as, like, Russ should or could get the blame. That's fair. I don't have as much of an issue, though, with Russ getting blame as I do with him getting benched. Bench is crazy. Dude. That's where I have my issue, because yeah. I went back and I had to do my homework. Okay, Russ is making a lot of money, so he should be held accountable accordingly. But I said, who else is making a lot of money this year? And how many wins do they have? Joe Burrow, he's making a lot of money this year. Mm -hmm. But he only got five wins. He got hurt. It's part of it. Best ability is availability. Herbert, he making a lot of money this year. He only got five wins. Best ability, availability. Now, Lamar, shout out to him. Making a lot of money this year. I would suggest that he is the one quarterback who is living up to the hype of his money, both by wins and by play. Because Jalen Hurts, he making a lot of money this year. And he has taken a wild step back statistically. We'll talk about that later. Then there's Russ. Making a lot of money this year, seven wins. More than Burrow, more than Herbert, more than the name I'm about to mention in Kyler Murray. Making a lot of money this year. He got two wins. And lastly, Deshaun Watson making a lot of money this year, and he got five wins. We've blamed all of those individuals. More so blame Deshaun, more so blame Herbert, more so blame Kyler. We don't really blame Burrow. But it's not about, for me, blaming them as it is about benching them. Mm -hmm. Lamar Jackson is leading the AFC North. Just take him out. Just beat the best team in football. So let's not talk about Lamar Jackson. He earned the money before. He won league MVP, and, and he's, he's leading the AFC. Uh, Joe Burrow was in a Super Bowl, an AFC championship game. So he got hurt. Maybe we take him out. Let's just take him out, right? Take him out from what? From, from us blaming him for this year, for us holding him to the same level that we're talking about with Russell Wilson. He was just in a Super Bowl, and then an AFC championship game. Can we just take him out? Like, there's no reason that Joe Burrow wouldn't be the quarterback of the Bengals in two years. Of course, of okay, course. So we'll take him out. Herbert just signed a brand new deal. He's in his fifth year in the league, sixth year in the league. He's going to be the quarterback of the Chargers in two years. Agreed. Likely. Okay. So let's, let's take him out. Jalen Hurts has 11 wins. Let's, let's take him out. They might still win the NFC in, the, in their division. They'll be in the playoffs. Let's, he was in the Super Bowl last year. Let's take him out. So who can we really compare here? Kyler Murray. Mm, Kyler just got back. Kyler Murray, right? Yeah. We give Kyler Murray all kinds of blame. <laughs> all kinds of it. We give him hell. Kyler Murray, we definitely, we hold him to that standard. Deshaun Watson, I don't even know how or where to even approach that situation. I guess we'll evaluate it next year. We didn't evaluate the year before, or we can't evaluate it this year. I guess we'll find out if that's bad next year. But all these other guys that you mentioned have either earned it very, very recently or will absolutely be the quarterback of their team in two years. Russ has not put anything on paper to guarantee that he should be the quarterback of the Broncos in 2025. So when you're talking about why this decision to bench him was made, it's about money. It's not sexy. 
but it's about money. They're not talking about right now. They're not even talking about next year. They're worried about being on the hook for 35 million in 2025. My only dilemma, we talked about this pre-show, James, take the word after it. It's not that I disagree, it's just that the logic is flawed as it pertains to the National Football League. Because what Russ has done recently, elongated, what he's done is more than Kyler, is more than Deshaun, is more than Herbert. Even if you want to talk about playoff wins, Kyler, Herbert, Deshaun. So I just have the issue saying that he should get benched or even counting his money because them other cats that's getting paid, James, they're not delivering. So really quick, and and I know money is a big thing in this right here, but when a guy gets benched, the coach meets with you and he say, you ain't playing good football, right? You're not doing this right. You're not doing this right. The team is better with blah, blah, blah. So for me, for Sean Payton to bring Russ into the meeting, into his office and say, we're benching you because of blah, 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 blah. You can't say that because Russell Wilson has been playing good football this year. They brought you. I believe you took this job because Russell Wilson was there. Right. Everybody all offseason said you are the one to get Russell Wilson right. Well, you were. Russell Wilson was playing at a high level. This is year one. So you can't tell me that Russell Wilson is not going to play better in your system year two, and you're probably going to get more guys. So for me, I want to put all the money to the side and just remember everything that Coach Payton has said. And when you really listen about and listen to everything Coach Payton has said beyond what Russ is due, he was never his guy. He was never his guy. Once he met Russ and once he walked into that building thinking he could get Russ right and Russ was my guy, right? He talked to Russ. He seen Russ throw the football, whatever it may be, and he said, this ain't my dude. This ain't my guy. And that's, to me, what this comes down to. As the head coach, you want the type of people in your, on your team that you want. He did not sign Russ to this long deal, and now he basically was stuck with Russ and thought that Russell Wilson was a franchise quarterback, and he's not the franchise quarterback that he wants, and he's not his guy. When you look at Russ and knowing what Sean Payne has done in his career, especially with the Saints, they don't even, like, add up. Right. Right? He's used to having a quarterback that, that everything is all reads, right? You know, three-step drop, boom, balls out. Right? Everything's timing. Everything's timing. Russ has never been the timing quarterback. No doubt. So when you come to this new team, I was like, well, Russ is such a big name that he'll try to make it work. That's how it normally happens. But then over the time, even winning, he's like, yo, this is not my offense. This is not how I want to play the game. This is not how I've been successful all the years. So if you bring a successful coach has a great resume to the Broncos, but... You can't really bring the, 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 the play and the coaching that he's been doing for all these years. So when you, when you think about it, yeah, Russ is not his guy. Mm-hmm. Drew Brees, they look totally different. Mm-hmm. Drew Brees and Russell Wilson. Yeah. So now when you look at it like, yeah, I can understand why he don't want Russ because that's not his guy. It's not the way he wants to play football. Only thing I don't like is that you benching him. You bench players when they're not playing well. That's you bench it. players when they maybe get older. You bench players when you want to get some of the younger guys some more looks. You bench players because maybe the younger guy, I want to give him an opportunity for, for the future. They don't have that there. Statham is not that, right? We know who he is. He's not going to be nobody's franchise quarterback. I'm just saying that Russ is playing well, and then you look at all the other quarterbacks that's playing football, who's playing great football? We probably say LeBron, Lamar Jackson probably playing the best football because he's, he's playing well enough, right, and his team is winning. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but other than that, what quarterbacks is really playing that great? But it's, uh, you're right. You're 100% right. But what about, the, what about the 35 million in 2025? Because <laughs> that's what, if, if everything you're saying is true and is not Sean Payton's guy, and they're not going to be successful with Sean Payton there with Russell Wilson there, like they don't match, they don't click, the offense doesn't work, 
They have won seven games this year, which is bad. They have a losing record right now. The season's almost over. Yeah. If that's the case, mm-hmm. and they're concerned about the future, you have to bench him for the money purposes because it sounds lovely that we would give him the respect that he has earned in this league to finish the season out, and by the way, that he's played this year because he hasn't been bad this year. But they are looking at it from a business perspective. I don't even know if it's the right move. Like, they could be terrible like they have been for years going through quarterback after quarterback after quarterback. This might be a mistake. But but I am looking at it from the eyes of the owner in the front office and Sean Payton. If we are going to move off of Russ, which it seems they've decided they're doing, Mm -hmm. what other option do they have? They can't put him out there and risk that he gets injured. Yeah, and I, then they owe him that money in 2025. I just want to say this. Like, like, it's ways you can do different things, right? And I think that th- the way that they're doing this, they're making Russ the scapegoat, right? And, I, and you see coaches do it all the time. I play with some great coaches that I was surprised. Like, oh, wow, you doing this too? They all do it. And, and we can easily sit. If we really sat down and really dissected that whole team, we gonna, first we're going to order the defense. Bro, y'all gave us 70 points to a team. They did. Yeah. The Dolphins. Ugh. So if we just serious and start going over everything, right? Come on, Shady. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's a lot of blame. But then I'm going to go to Sean Payton. I think he's a hell of a coach. But I would say this year, especially in the beginning, like, you wasn't great. You wasn't Sean Payton, I remember. Mm-hmm. Right? And then you slowly got better and better and better. So, as, like, we can blame Russ because maybe he's not been playing great football. Yeah. Not been playing bad. He's not playing, been playing great. And the money he's making. And you're saying to save $37 million. But... We want to get this blame. We can go to every position, every coach, and it's a lot of blame for everybody to go around. My other, I agree. My other thought, though, is, and you haven't said that they're making a bad decision. Let me try to say that they are. I think that they are, and in large part because of a lot of things I've heard on this desk. Before the season started, we all said, what are your expectations for the Broncos? Mm-hmm. I believe mine were the highest. I think I was like, you got to win 10 or 11 in your first year. I think there was kind of 7s, 8s, 7s, 8s, 7s, 8s. So based upon the, the consensus of this desk, this has been a successful season for the Broncos by people that are I outside that. of it. Yeah. So Shady said it's successful. Joy James also is successful. Now beyond that, I'm thinking to myself, why would you move off of a franchise quarterback? You say this a lot. You've said it for the last two years. I've heard you every time. When you think about the Washington Commanders, mm. you moved off of Kirk Cousins. And who have you had since? So if this has been a successful season by, the, by many accounts and you're moving off of Russ, there isn't a history that shows you can move off of a franchise but, quarterback yeah. and walk into another, another franchise quarterback. But that is why this is very clear to me that it was not his guy. You cannot tell me two more wins for the Denver Broncos says Russ is worth that. 35 million or 40 million in 2025. You can't, you can't, you can't sit so here he and tell me. So he always wanted him gone in your mind. That's, that's, in my mind, yes, because you can't sit here and tell me if Russ is in the wild card right now, all of a sudden he's worth that. Thir- like, he should have been already showed you that he's worth that, but with what he's doing on the football field. And he was playing well under your system. Another year under your system, he might get better he- than he is now. So obviously, Peyton is looking at the film and looking at how he's calling his plays like, no. He is not my guy. I'm going to go with Stenham. I'm going to let the world know right now that I do not want him on the football team for 2025 for sure, and we're going to try to trade him next year. You know what I'm saying? That's all this screams. Because the way Russell Wilson is playing right now, two more wins does not really change the way you look at the way he's playing. He's just in the playoffs. No, so he never was his guy. Two more me. wins is everything. Because if the difference between the Broncos being in the playoffs and this actually being a certified successful season and them not, if they were in the playoffs right now, like not 
not in the hunt, like they were in the wild card. They're in, the, in where the Browns are right now. We're not having this conversation, forget whatever conversations they had early in, this, in the year. Because it would, it, it would be outrage. You're just going to bail on the playoffs because you just don't like Russell Wilson that much? It doesn't matter. But they, they aren't. They're at the bottom and they have a 7% chance. So it is the difference between winning and losing. And I do agree with you. I don't think he's Sean Payton's guy. I don't think Sean Payton went there knowing he wasn't his yeah, guy. No doubt. But I think I he figured it out well. early, which yes. is why, according to the reports that we heard from Schultz yesterday, they've been having this conversation with him for a while. But here's what frustrates me. Here's what frustrates me, and I'll, I'll tell it in story form. I remember it was my freshman year now, Shady, in college, my freshman year in college, and I was looking for my iPod. Just back in the day, you used to have the iPod to you put your tracks on it. I'm looking for my iPod. My homeboy's like, hey, you lost your iPod, my dog. I said, yeah, yeah, can you help me find it? He said, you lost your iPod? He said, yeah, I help you find it. We searched and we searched and we searched. Turns out he stole it. He stole mm. the iPod, and he's trying to help me oh, find my iPod. Smooth. Yeah, he's good at this. <laughs> Sean Payton stole two wins from Russell Wilson, if we're being honest. Ooh. You gave up 70 points mm. to the Miami Dolphins. Stole that one from them. Mm. Can't find your iPod. What happened, James? I believe it was week one, yeah, Las Vegas Raiders. Mistake. I believe it was an onside kick uh-huh. that the Raiders recovered yeah. and put them in scoring position. And I believe the Denver Broncos lost that game by how many points, James Jones, if you mm. recall? You don't have to recall. Oh, they lost by score. one point. Yeah. Mm. So Sean Payton stole them two wins mm. that we are searching for. Mm. So don't steal the wins from Russ. Mm. Then back door and be like, hey, Russ, you owe me two wins. You owe me two wins. Mm. You stole my iPod and you helping me look for what you stole. So we, we're adding nuance to the, the win losses for the quarterback Sticky now? fingers, Sean Payton. I, I, I'm, okay. saying, I'm saying I don't disagree with you. I agree with the fact that if the Broncos were in playoff contention, we wouldn't be having this conversation. We wouldn't be. But... Sean Payton, you can't quite literally make bonehead decisions mm. week one, costing your team points, and you lose by the points you cost your team. But, and then you give up 70, and then you get mad that Russell owes you two wins. You owe Russell yeah, two yeah, wins. Yeah, but, but, but it's, it happens. And also, last year happened too. We might be giving Russ a pass on last year. I can guarantee you the Broncos are not giving Russ a pass on last year. So I, I agree with you. I don't like this at all, actually. Like, I don't think that they should move off of Russell Wilson. I think it's a mistake. That's why I bring up Washington all the time. Everyone hated Kirk Cousins. They couldn't wait to get rid of him. Where would, the, where would that organization be right now if they had Kirk Cousins? Not the current Kirk Cousins, because he's towards the killers. Yeah. But Kirk Cousins playing. They It'd be in a much, much better, better situation. Yeah. Yes, a much better situation. So sometimes you want more, like... Russ wanted more when he left Seattle. So I don't disagree that, that, that it's probably a mistake, but it's clearly the decision that they've made. So when we think about whether this is an emotional or respect or whatever, if you get down to the simplicities of it, do they want Russell Wilson there next year? No. It's pretty obvious they don't. No. So if they've made that decision, whether it's the right decision or wrong decision is what we should really be talking about, because it's clear they've made that decision. If that's the case, they have no choice but to bench him. Yeah, and but to even be sitting here right now and listening to the reports out there, when my man came on the TV yesterday, he said that... John Schultz. Yeah, when Schultz came on the TV, he said, even if Russ beat the Patriots, this was going to happen. A benching was going to... And who knows if it would or who knows if it wouldn't, but that's some of the reports that people are talking about. If you mean to tell me that's some of the reports, if your quarterback, Russell Wilson, who's playing at a really good level right now, even if he wins, you guys are going to bench him? You ain't my guy, period. So all the stuff we want to talk about, Sean Payton has a vision of what he wants his quarterback to be and how he wants his quarterback to play. Obviously, we all like Russ. 
He don't. It's not how he wants to run his offense, period. And, and it's tough because you want to bring in all the money and all this little stuff to beat around it. You're just not my guy. And we wish he would just come out and say that. Like, Russ is just not my guy. He doesn't run the offense how I wanted to want to run it, even though he's having a good year. He's just not my guy. And that's okay sometimes. And we're going to ship him on. And who knows if it's going to work, that Joy hurt. Joy. I don't like you put too much bass in your voice. I'm just saying. That's the You're real real. Well, the real question is that. That undermine Russell Wilson's Hall of Fame status. We will answer that later on in the show. But currently, is this a must-win game for the Kansas City Chiefs? They have yet to lock up a playoff spot. Usually by now, they've locked up the one seed. How bad do the Chiefs need to win this weekend? Don't forget, check us out every day. Fox Sports Channel, Sirius XM. We'll be talking Pat Mahomes, other side of commercial break. Family, we are in second and short. Now the Chiefs, they lost to the Raiders on Christmas and now have lost three out of their last four. It is bad in Kansas City for the team coming off a Super Bowl. But Travis Kelsey will tell you just how bad it is because earlier on his podcast, he went in. You have to listen to what Kelsey had to say. It's not just one guy. I, I'm, it's not just me playing like dog. It's not just... Uh, us not being able to get the run game going. It's not just us not being on the same page passing-wise. It's, it's everybody's in this thing together. Everybody at some point um, isn't being accountable. He didn't use the cuss on his podcast, eh? <laughs> He didn't use the cuss on the podcast. Is it Taylor's fault? Let me stop. Let me stop. No, it's the losing. Every, everything's Taylor's fault. Losing will do that to you. Um, Shady, you know Travis Kelsey well. You won a Super Bowl with him. You won a Super Bowl with Patrick Mahomes. You won a Super Bowl with this whole Chiefs franchise. Is it a must-win game for the Chiefs this weekend? Yeah, it is. Um, just after that terrible loss they had last week to the Raiders, where the quarterback had all completions in the first quarter and had, didn't see another one to the, crazy. to the end of the game, that's crazy to me. And I think that even Travis Kelsey has to play better. And he knows that. He, just, he, he joked about playing, like, bad. But we need him to come out there and be that 87 that we all know. When I, I remember playing with him, I always thought he was a great player. But when I got a chance to play, I'm like, wow, this dude is the real deal. The Chiefs, as an organization, is a winning franchise, right, since Andy Reid has got there. And you could tell all the frustration from, from Patrick Mahomes with all the young guys, with the miscommunications, with the drop passes. It's time to turn it on. Because in the playoffs, it won't be easier. Mm-hmm. It's going to be harder, yep. right? And now you have to take opportunities in your own hands when you got a quarterback that's a backup for the Bengals, right? A team that's come up there, you need this win. They only nine, what are they, nine and seven, nine and six? Where are they right now? Not good, nine and nine six. six. Yeah, like they got to win some games. I know it's almost over, but it's not. So I look forward to seeing Andy Reid and these Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes come out here and be and fired up. And the young guys, mm-hmm. right? We've been blaming you since day one. It's time to turn it on. It's time to turn it on and see it. You guys won the championship last year with the same offense, basically. Maybe what one got Juju. Juju's gone, yeah. It's time to show up. Show up and show out. So I'm looking forward to seeing these guys bounce back. Because if not, I'm going to be going hard. And I'm, a, you know, I love the Chiefs. They got a ring. Andy Reid's my favorite coach. But I got to keep it real. Yeah, you got to keep it real. Yeah. So if they don't ball out, I'm going to be on they. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mom said no more cussing on the show. That's right. They're three and five since week eight. <sighs> Say that again. They're three and five. Oh, this is the They're averaging 19.4 points per game. 
19. 25th in the NFL. 25th, circling on. 17 scrimmage touchdowns, 15 giveaways. Circle, circle, circle. 15 giveaways. It's... But they were 6-1 over the first seven weeks. They were. That was true. That's a long time ago. That was a long time ago. It was a different world then. It was a different world then. She looked different now. You know what I mean? 6-1, she looked... It's like when they turn the club the club lights on at the end of the night. That was you in the club with the white on? That was you. It was always me, honey. You know what I'm saying? That, that's my moment. I'm like, hold on. We look the same in the light. <laughs> it's not a must win, but no. I mean, Joy Joy. it's not a must win. They it's not. The I bangers. just circled all them numbers. I know you did. Circle all right. There's a lot <laughs> of circles. Up there. I'm not because I, I take these, these I take these words very literally. Mm. It would be very nice for the Chiefs to get a win this weekend. They clinch a playoff spot in the AFC West with a win this week or a Raiders and Broncos loss, which are obviously both still on the table. But you want to control your own destiny. Yeah. Make this easy for yourself. Get the, get the division locked up. Get the playoffs locked up. So then you can just take a breath in the building because it's clearly stuffy in that building. Stuffy. Clearly stuffy. Can't get no stuffy. You, you can't say that it is not affecting them, that the, their play, that the noise and all that isn't infiltrating. We know it is. We're talking about uh, Kelsey cussing and Mahomes is talking about how he's acting and Andy's talking about it. It's not a secret that everyone is frustrated. Give yourself some relief. Just take a deep breath. Get, just take a moment. Sometimes you just need to let a little, just let a little air out and a win this weekend will do that. Because over there, the Chiefs, real quick, like playing there, like everybody's all happy. We win. Right. Over there, we going to win, right? Cafeteria is happy. The janitor, the coach, everybody's joking. I'm thinking if I was over there now, hey, do me jokes. <laughs> jokes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I see that. I see that. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, the energy's not even in the and room. When you're not used to that kind of energy, it feels worse. Yeah. If, you, if you've come from that or experienced that a little bit and then you got good and you're going back to that, it's like, okay, right. I, know how to, I know how to get back out of this. Right. But when you're used to it, you've been living good this whole time. Because Andy Reid got a lot of, people notice, he got a lot, a lot of jokes. Man. Can, can somebody help me with the Chiefs schedule? They play the Bengals. Who's the last Chargers. one? Chargers. Bengals and Chargers. This should be, this, okay. this should be 14 point wins, though. All right, so. <laughs> should, should be. We're talking must win. This is absolutely a must win. Because if they do not win this game and the Raiders win, mm. then it's a true, true must, must win, win next week. Because if they lose next week and the Raiders win, the Raiders win the division. Yeah. <laughs> which is so, crazy to which say. Which is right crazy. Now. So for wild. me, this is a must win, but it reminds me of what Acho said about the Philadelphia Eagles a couple weeks ago. I don't even care about the win. Offensively, I need to see y'all play the right way. Like, we want to win, we want to do all that, and I disagree with them because winning means a lot, but they got to play the right way. Travis Kelsey dropping the ball, Rasheed Rice dropping the ball. Scantling dropping the ball. Scantling always Moore dropping the ball. the ball. Patrick Mahomes frustrated. Chemistry is not there. Andy Reid still trying to get tricky. Turnover here, yeah. turnover there. Like, the run game ain't getting going like well, Travis Kelsey's saying. This is on everybody. And I'm not even talking about the defense. The defense has been playing their tail off and holding people to under 19 points. Offensively. We have to put together a game plan, put the guys in the situation that we feel like they are going to, we are going to get the best out of them and go out there and play really good on the offensive side of the ball. I've been a part of an organization in the Green Bay Packers who we won a lot of football games. It was always happy and smiling and joking and all the way over there in Green Bay because we knew we're going to be in the playoffs and have yep. our chance to go in here and win a Super Bowl. But it came a time when it got dark. Right? Uh -oh. And we was doing all this. Uh -oh. 
We was talking to the media. Man, I don't know. Uh-oh. You know, we need to run this play. They got me in this position. I don't play this position. Position I've been playing when we was winning. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you hear all that, and you Everything. hear all that coming out of the Kansas City Chiefs. But one thing I remember is sometimes you got to shake it up when you're going through a little slump like this. And Coach Mike shook it up on us. No. And the way he shook it up, when we was going through all that and we wasn't playing well, we weren't making the plays, effort-wise, we weren't giving a lot of effort, we went on the road to Tennessee. And he put us in the Motel 6. What? <laughs> Coach Mike said, y'all think y'all getting this key card to tap in and all that? No, real key. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? No, ain't, no room, ain't no room service, none. Ain't no meeting rooms. <laughs> Go up in there, all right, and let's come out and play the way we're supposed to play. Then we came out <laughs> and we beat up on them boys. And we weren't going to go in the motel. So I'm just saying, change it up on so them. The mo- so when the they come out here to LA, put them in the holiday inn. So the moral <laughs> of the story is when you lay your head up, is what matters. <laughs> I got that. That's it. You know, we put them in that holiday inn, see how they play the <laughs> Now, everything y'all are saying is all accurate. I, I won't remember any quote more than the, the quote my coach told me when I was young. He said, the fun is in winning. Mm-hmm. The fun is in winning. He said, you'll never see a happy loser. At least you'll rarely see a happy loser. Fun is in winning. Right now, the Chiefs are not having any fun. They used to run trick plays out of desire. Now they run trick plays out of necessity. Like, that's what cost them the Raiders game is they used to run these trick plays for fun, out of desire. They was ha-ha, and they was kiki, and it was a blast. Now, the same Raiders opponent this past week, mm-hmm. they got a fumble that turns into a touchdown. They're running a trick play out of necessity, not desire. This was back in the days when they was having fun. Now they need trick plays just to try to beat an opponent because mm-hmm. they can't match up one-on-one and win. It's Ooh, a sad days cool. right now for the Chiefs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do think they will win. It is a must-win. But that's not even the biggest game of the weekend because mm-hmm. the Ravens and the Dolphins, they match up. Could be a preview of the AFC Championship game. 12-3, 11-4. The winner of this game is in the driver's seat for the one seed in the AFC. There is no more pivotal game than the game we're going to discuss on the other half of this commercial break. Who has the edge? We'll go position by position and let you know next on Speak. Family, no bigger game this weekend than the Dolphins and the Ravens game. Now, there are no better people to represent these sides than Joy. You already know she rocks with the Miami Dolphins. Don't know what time it is. And James Jones, very plugged in to the Ravens. I believe the wide receiver coach you plugged in there. Oh, yeah. Some personnel oh, on the Ravens yeah. side. Oh, yeah. This is the match up. Let's talk about who has the edge. Starting Joy Taylor with the head coaching position. You got McDaniel. You got Harbaugh. Who in the world got the edge? Now, I really like and respect Harbaugh, obviously. I grew up in Pittsburgh. I know how the Ravens get down. I respect the Super Bowl winning coach. I know where you're going. But I'm going with Mike McDaniel, our sneakerhead, our leader, Mike McDaniel. He is coaching really, really good football right now. I'm loving it, how he has the offense running. They're the fastest team in football. I'm going with the edge to the Dolphins. Yeah, you know, for me, um, Super Bowls mean a little bit something to me when you got a Super Bowl ring. Just a little bit. But not only that, he just beat down big bro. You off my coaching tree, little bro? <laughs> I'm going to beat you down, too. I'm Can we focus on this week? My bad, my bad. I'm Can we focus on no, 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 no
Patrick oh. Strange. I don't want to open no wounds. <laughs> you know, but grand opening, grand closing. Yes, sir. Let's get Our to the quarterback fault. position. Obviously, Lamar Jackson is the front runner for MVP right now, but Tortanga Bailoa is still top five, Joy Taylor. Yes. You have watched him more than anybody develop, grow, mature. His third year now, he has been dominant, but Lamar Jackson's dominant. Who's your edge at the quarterback? Tua has developed, grown, matured. He looks amazing. He's running the number one offense in football, which we'll get to in a second. But okay. Jackson okay. is leading the MVP race right now. He just okay. beat the San Francisco 49ers uh-huh. down. He has played mm-hmm. tremendous football all season. He got paid and said, here's why. So yeah. I have to go with Lamar Jackson right now. Okay. <laughs> Come on now. Come on now. Man, it's Lamar Action Jackson. When I showed y'all plays earlier in the week, dude is a problem. He's making everybody's job Fair. easier. The coach. The offense, the defense, he's a baller. Let's MVP get favorite. to the biggest toss-up on all of these because, obviously, head coach, you got a Super Bowl. You can say there's an yeah. advantage there. Quarterback, we knew it was going to be the yeah. Jackson. But offense, Joy Taylor. Uh-huh. The Ravens looked good last week. The Dolphins have looked great all season. Mm-hmm. Who has the edge? Well, James does keep it real. Uh-huh. So let's see where he goes on okay. this. But obviously, <laughs> it is the number one scoring Ooh, offense and number one number total one. offense yeah, yeah. In, football, in football, which is the Miami Dolphins. In football. That is true. In football, they have the edge. Listen here, man. This one, this one was tough. Why? The Tyreek Hill. Of course. The Raheem Mostert. Yes, sir. The Tua's. Yes, sir. The Jalen Waddles. No about it. The offensive coordinator calling the plays at slash head coach. So of course Big you got the Dolphins. Offense. Of course you got the Dolphins. But last week, Joy Joy, Shady and Acho tried to tell me, all pro kill. Oh, I don't want to bring the Niners in. All yeah, you, pro, you, you, you bring it up all that, pro uh, tackle, all pro running back. They try to tell me all that. How are the? How, how is the Ravens' offense better They're than the Niners? They like, try to like tell it. me all that. But it's one dude. It's one dude. That is the offense, and that is Lamar Jackson. And I am taking the Ravens. You seen Bosa rushing in? You did, because you did. <laughs> You didn't, you didn't. Hey, hey, Lamar, Lamar, I'm taking Lamar in the office. Wait, I've always got the same injury. Okay, bet. Lamar. <laughs> All right, let's get to the defense. Now, here's what y'all don't realize at home. Since Jalen Ramsey showed up yeah. week eight before the Patriots game, mm-hmm. the Miami Dolphins actually have the number one defense in football. True. The Baltimore Ravens have the number five defense in football. So on paper, the obvious answer is, oh, go with the Ravens. Yeah. But if you look behind the details, the Dolphins have a better defense currently. But, Joy, who do you think has yeah. the edge in this game? <sighs> I hear you. Mm. And you know I'm a defense girl, yeah. especially in Miami. Yeah. Yeah. But... Did you see what they did last week? Did you? Did you I see did. what they did last week? Kyle Shanahan is the quarterback whisperer. They got Kittle. They got McCaffrey. They got Ayu. They did say all that. They got Devo. I can't I got to go with the Ravens. The Ravens might not have the number one defensive football, but they have the ability to smack people around. They're, everything about the Dolphins is fast. Yeah, yeah. Everything about the Dolphins is fast yeah. and good and turnovers, and it's very, very close for me, but I got to go with the Ravens. Well, well, around here in Harmon and Weston, <laughs> we call this here a little Raven. <laughs> And I was taking the Ravens defense as well. You cannot tell me you didn't see Roquan. You cannot tell me you didn't see Kyle Hamilton go to work against a dominant offense in the San Francisco 49ers. And they dominant. And not only did they dominate, they beat them down, more physical and all that. I am going with the Baltimore Ravens defense over this smooth finesse 
Dolphins off. I'm, I'm curious, it. though. So right now, you have it essentially as a blowout. Like, yeah, you don't you see do. this game being You don't close. think it's close at all. I ain't gave you my score yet. Don't move. <laughs> okay, well then, Joy, give me this. Give me the X factor for the game. Who is going to be the one player, the secretive, maybe not so secretive player, that makes the difference? Okay, so this is a little interesting, yeah. right? It's not who you're going to expect. I'm going with Cedric Wilson Jr. Mm. There's three hobble wide receivers I for the like Dolphins that, though, in this game. Jalen Waddle might yeah. not play. That is very mm. crucial for I mean, my fantasy team. Oh. Jalen Waddle <laughs> might not play. He's yeah. expected to miss the game. Yeah. Tyree Kills obviously banged up with the ankle, chosen as a concussion. Now, he's entered week, entering week 17 with multiple receptions and back-to-back weeks for the first time in his Dolphins career. He's playing really well, and 58% of his receptions have gone for first downs this season, including two of three against the Cowboys. Yeah which was obviously a very big win. So I think he is going to have a big game, and he is going to be important to this because of the injuries to yeah. the wide receiving core. Yeah, I'm probably, if the Dolphins do win this game, I'm probably going to be on their website looking crazy. Oh, you will? Be like, oh, yeah, yeah. Dolphins Twitter going to have you. But last week, my X Factor, and let me get this right because my dog Shady was on me. Mike <laughs> McDonald, the defensive <laughs> coordinator for the Baltimore Ravens. I said last week, if we knew his name after the game, he ain't do his job. Yeah. People still don't know his name because he did his job and that defense was dominant. You got a big-time offense again that does a lot of different and crazy formations that you have to be prepared for. One thing I respected last week, they didn't get out tricked by the Niners. None of their trickery. They was on everything, assignment sound, and that's the same thing that they have to be. This week, I got Mike McDonald as the X Factor. You know what I'm saying? See, My son's trying to teach me this chance. Baltimore shuffle. Okay. <laughs> they trying to teach me that Baltimore shuffle. <laughs> Here's the thing. Um, I need to make sure we get out yeah. the way. I need to make sure people at home watching can screen grab this. Yeah, there Dolphins, you go. Twitter, Kings of Finland, all them boys are about to be on your head, James Jones. That's okay. If I and when it. the yeah. Miami Dolphins win. But, James, I still got a bone to pick with you. I still have a bone to pick with I'm you right personally. Because I see Ravens. Yeah. I see Ravens. Yeah. I see Ravens. Yeah. I see Ravens. Yeah. I see McDonald. Yeah. How do you see the game going? Well, I see the game going. I think the Miami Dolphins are not ready for this physicality. I don't think they're ready for what Lamar brings. Defensively, usually when you're a finesse offense, and the only reason why I say that is because I was part of a very finesse offense with Aaron Rodgers and five really good receivers, not really a strong, strong running game, really finesse. And whenever we ran into a really physical defense, like the Niners when they had all those boys, Bowman, Patrick Willis, and all that, we got beat up. Yeah. So I think that's what this Ravens defense is going to do to this offense. And obviously, I'm on Lamar's side. I think it's going to be a big cover for that Miami defense. I'm with you. Let's head back to the desk. I got a shady to weigh in on this because this is about two prolific teams, prolific, prolific offenses. Shady, you won two Super Bowls with two prolific teams. You know just what it is to play with great quarterbacks. Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson will be on the field. You've played with Tyree Kill. You've played with Antonio Brown. You've played with great, great, great players. This game is all about great players. Who in the world has the edge to you, two-time Super Bowl champ? Real quick before I answer the question. <clears throat> Why wasn't I invited to this hangover? You period? was. You could have got up with us. Man. Shady, I don't get invited to, like, you know, e- e- they be strapping me to the chair. You know. Y'all be up at the big board doing all this stuff. Here's the thing. You don't think the world want to hear what Shady McCoy has to say? I, I want to invite you. You don't think I, the world want to know what I got to say about the office and the Ravens? You know what? You don't think <laughs> America want to know. Shady. What Shetty McCool got to say about the Ravens and the Dolphins? Now you know how me and James felt when we didn't get invited to dinner. You feel me? I tried to. Mm. What dinner? Yeah, I went to dinner. Oh, without us. 
Oh, I, yeah. that, about that dinner, oh. I had to learn for the hard way. That I didn't even know I was invited. Oh, I had okay. to learn that my homie didn't that want me there. So she only wanted him there. Oh, so Acho, so Acho again. Okay. Okay, oh, but guess what? Wait. You live and you learn. <laughs> anyway, so should I answer a question? Can I go to break? Oh, you didn't, I thought you wanted to hear about <laughs> You know what? I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> I said that two times Super Bowl champ Shady McCoy, you know a field that has a lot of talent on it. This game will be comprised of two teams Man. that have a field with a lot of talent on it. Who are you giving an edge to, big dog? It's got to be the Ravens. I, don't, I want to go to the players. I just watched the Ravens mm -hmm. as underdogs go all the way to the Bay. Mm -hmm. You been to the Bay? Yeah. Yes. The Shady. baby popping, yes. popping, popping. Pop. They went all the way to the Bay. Not only did they get the win, mm. they dominated. Dominate. And then they laughed walking off the field. I just don't, I just don't get why we're talking mm. about the Niners. So I'm going <laughs> with the Ravens. Lamar Jackson put the stamp on it. Mm. Listen, bro. Mm -hmm. I see y'all ain't having an MVP conversation. You know what I'm saying? So I'm going to talk about it. I'm going to go out there and do it. That's what they did mm. on defense and offense. So I'm Who going they with dominate the again last week? The Dolphins. His, 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 uh, bang, his, uh, bang. Yeah, bang, 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 I play with Gibson. I watch Fred, though, like tackle, like air. Watch your mouth. Watch your mouth. Little Zay Flowers. Watch your mouth. Watch your mouth. Fred, 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 probably right outside the studio. Just waiting for you to make a cut. How do you try to tackle again? The disrespect. He's all on crazy work. The disrespect. See, we get to a new year and people start to change. I thought I knew these people around me. I thought I knew them. People start to change. Try to change, right? Ain't it good you try to change? That's what I thought. Yo, and I got to say last thing about this, though. Why well, I respect Lamar Jackson because he made he made like a, a, a thing about this. Like I want everybody to watch this game and see that mm -hmm. all these great stars, Christian McCaffrey, all this yeah. MVP, Brock Purdy, Kittle, Bosa, all these goo, all these guys you talking about, Fred Warner, Debo, uh, Debo, uh. who's this on the Debo? Yeah, I want you to know this. I'm the best player on the whole field. Mm. That's his players. No, 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 no. Because you said Kyle Shanahan's one of the best. I did too. Lamar showed us differently. Mm. I'm the best person on this field. Mm. I love stuff like that, though. Mm. That's, that's to me, yeah. I don't, can't say it on TV, but that's, I, that's honorable. Yeah. I, that's honorable. <laughs> I like honorable was not on my bingo card. I didn't know honorable was the word that Shady was going to draw there. That's oh, cool. No, 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 no. I want to say something else. But I just <laughs> said it's honorable what I've seen from Lamar. Because I'm about to say, you know what I mean? My dog said honorable. I was like, I don't know. Have you ever used the word honorable before? Oh. Nah, but it was honorable. It was honorable. It was honorable moment. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Like, like everybody was like, you know what? We was all blessed to see that. Yeah. You know, like Lamar, was, you that guy. We was all honored we, we, to we watch know he that guy. We know yeah. he's that guy. Yeah. But he really showcased, yeah. like, yo, bro, I'm, I'm him. Yeah. You know when you're talking. And it, and it, look, it look easy and it look humble. We're yeah. not talking about that game anymore. You go up to the people We're after not, the game. It was. Hey, honored. roll the music. Roll, roll the music. <laughs> you have the power to roll the music. Roll the music. It Thank was you. an honor. To when we return, we will look ahead. We're not looking back anymore. We're gonna look ahead. Cowboys Lions. It's the biggest game in the NFC this week. This game could dictate who is the one seed in the NFC. Remember, if the Niners drop a game, yes, if the Niners do, Cowboys or the Lions could end up as a one seed in a bye week. This is a huge matchup, and we'll tell you all about it on the other side of this commercial break. <laughs>
No bigger story in all of sports than the Russell Wilson story. He has been benched. He signed a $200 million contract just two years ago. That was his extension. And now he will watch the rest of the season on the bench. There is a quote and a report that Russell Wilson is expected to be released this offseason. It is a shocking move, but let's have the more shocking conversation. Shady, I believe that you will be an NFL Hall of Famer one day, so this conversation is very near and dear to your heart. But it's near and dear to the hearts of everybody watching because this is why you do sports TV for the dialogue we're about to have. James, I think Russell Wilson was on his way to the Hall of Fame when he went to Denver. Mm -hmm. He had been to two Super Bowls. He had won a Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. He hadn't had a losing season in Seattle until the last season, but he was hurt. We give him grace for that. Mm -hmm. Is it fair to say Mm -hmm. that after being benched in the middle of his second year, following a four-win season in his first year, that his Broncos tenure has ended his Hall of Fame chances. No, I wouldn't say that. I don't, I, don't, I don't think so at all because I don't think Russ's story is over. I think Russ is going to be on a different team next year, and I think he's going to be a starting quarterback in this league again. And I think he'll play solid football because even being benched, he played solid football. So for me, I don't think his story is over. We have seen a lot of bad, bad quarterback play in this football season this year. We've seen a lot of backups, whether due to injury or whether even the starter getting benched in front of him that was supposed to start the season. So for me, there's a couple spots that I truly believe that will come after Russell Wilson and try to trade for him. Or if he gets released, definitely try to sign him. But I don't think his story is done yet. I think Russell Wilson will be a starter in this league next year to continue to write his story and write his Hall of Fame career. And I think he still has a shot to get in there. Joy, you have a brother in the Hall of Fame. You know it well as well. It is not the Hall of Solid. Mm -mm. It is not the Hall of Good. No. It is not the Hall of Great. No. It is the Hall of Fame. I believe that we all anticipated Russell Wilson would continue to play good in Denver. That's why we put him in the Hall of Fame. But he has not had the Seattle career or the Seattle success that he's had in Denver. He didn't have it in Denver that he had in Seattle. Do you think his tenure may have ruined his chances in the Hall? Only if it continues the way that it's looking right now. But I agree with James. I don't think he's done in this league at all. We are seeing a lot of quarterbacks get opportunities this year. It's been crazy. And a lot of backup quarterbacks who really hadn't played at all, winning games and keeping teams that we thought were done Mm -hmm. in the playoff race. Look at Baker Mayfield. We don't think very highly of Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield may get a multi-year deal off of how he's played this year, and they aren't very good. Like, they're they're okay. So I think that his story is still being written. It's very possible that he goes to another team that has a lot of talent, that he plays well, and there's a lot of things that can happen throughout an NFL season. So I can't say that it's done because if he bounces back from this, which I – I anticipate that he will. I don't think he's done playing. And based off the way that he's played this year, despite being in a system that doesn't really fit what is good for him, which is part of the reason why this is tenure is ending there, I think he could really rewrite the story after leaving Denver. So, no, I can't say that. Uh, I think he's a Hall of Famer. I can say that. I mean, what, nine Pro Bowls, right? Mm-hmm. Um, two Super Bowls, one winner. We've been there twice. He got a solid career. So he don't got to do nothing else. No, no, I, but I'm oh. saying right now, I think he's going to add on to it. We, I mean, for God's sakes, we've seen Carson Wentz get chance after chance after chance. And, I mean, <laughs> we know who he is. Right? I can keep naming dudes. So he'll have a chance to start in this league, I think, again, for sure. But what he's done so far is really, really good. I think he'll add another 
three to five more years. Hopefully, them three years really good years. But I think Russ gets a chance to get a Hall of Famer. What you think? This is what worries me. What worries me is everything y'all are saying. Because y'all are saying his career is not yet done. If he keeps playing, then that'll help. But what if he keeps playing and it hurts? Because when I think about Russell Wilson, if he keeps playing, mm -hmm. we haven't seen quarterbacks that are past their prime go other places and bolster yeah. their resume. They may not hurt their resume, but Brett Favre, when he left <clears throat> Green Bay, he went to the Jets, brief stint, went to the Minnesota Vikings NFC Championship game. Mm -hmm. But he didn't need that to help his Hall of Fame resume. Whether you think Phillip Rivers is or isn't a Hall of Famer, what he did with the Colts didn't help his Hall of Fame resume. Matt Ryan, it didn't help his Hall of Fame resume when he went to the Colts. Like, I'm worried that if Russ does play two or three more years, and those two or three more years are even reflective <clears throat> of this year, Shady, I am worried that yeah. it will just dilute the greatness of his career. You say that, though, but let's say that, okay, he goes to other teams and he plays good, right? Not great, but it's good. Like this year? Give me, give me like, some. Like give this me a, year. Yeah. Yeah. But maybe he has another Pro Bowl, two Pro Bowls. So now you're looking at 11 to 12 Pro Bowls. That matters. Mm -hmm. Let's say that, you know, he, he might throw on another 3,000 yards. Let's say not even great, 3,000, 3,200, something mm -hmm. like that. That adds all to his, you know, to them yards and to them stats. And then when they look at everything, okay, well, wow, he does have 12 Pro Bowls. He does have this. Th Everything adds on. Everything counts. Yeah. Right? That's one thing that Deuce Taylor always tell me. I'm like, man, why are you tripping? I got, I got 175 yards. Like, I, take me out the game. He's like, Shady, when you done playing this game, every number counts. So if he can add on them, them, just some little stats to his resume, I think Russ would be And And for me, fame. we all think he's playing good this no year. No doubt. I think he's playing good. John yeah. Payton don't think that, but we think he's playing good. So let's just take this year. He's... With, on pace, two games left. If he was starting, he'll finish with 3,535 touchdowns. Mm -hmm. Three seasons, more seasons of that. It ain't no denying Russell Wilson 70 in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. yeah. In, in my humble opinion. It, it, Go ahead, I mean, first. it does. I hear what you're saying because you could you could make it worse. Yeah. Like he could have. Yes. Yes. He could yes. have three more seasons. Uh, well, he wouldn't be starting. Like the last two. Like the last two. But then you have to consider his entire his mm -hmm. entire career. Yeah, but but last year was correct. Three more 11 and 19 seasons, cumulative years. Right, yes. Like, uh, it, it really is a question of do you think that he did enough in Seattle to secure his, his yes. space in the Hall of Fame? Be and here's wait, but if he has two years, hold on, if he has two years like he's doing this year, that don't help his case? I, the, here's why I don't think it does, Shady, and let me, y'all break, y'all tell me if, how, and why I'm wrong. I was thinking about it this morning. You have to be compared to your peers. When it's time for you to go into the hall, people are going to say, okay, who else was all decade? Who had more rushing yards than Shady? Who won more Super Bowls than Shady? Who did Shady win more Super Bowls than? Okay, how did they uh, help their team in those Super Bowls? I'm looking at it like this. Three years ago, if Russell Wilson and Matthew Stafford were both up for the Hall of Fame, Russ goes in before Matt. Right. Duh. Three years later, it is not as conclusive. Y'all still might say, Acho, we putting Russ in before Matt. But it's not a duh anymore, because what's happened since then? Now Matt Stafford is 2-1 a Super Bowl. And Matt Stafford has, too, been in these conversations. I think about Josh Allen. If Josh Allen wins a Super Bowl, Joe Burrow. If Joe Burrow wins a Super Bowl, Lamar Jackson. If Lamar Jackson wins a Super Bowl, these are all players who would have done more than Russ. Mm -hmm. Because Russ doesn't even have an MVP vote. Lamar might win his second one. Josh Allen, y'all know how good he is. He clearly has votes. He wins one. So I'm thinking about the peers. Russell Wilson's going to have to now go in against guys like Stafford, Shady, who I believe are now equal to him, or all these other great 
quarterbacks who were one Super Bowl away. We just talking right now. Like, okay. and that's our job to talk. Because like you you name all these different quarterbacks, like let's just put it to perspective right, right now, yes, right? Or, or years past. All these quarterbacks ain't just winning Super Bowls, right? right? If at the time of uh, Philip Rivers and Rosenberg and all these other, like it ain't just so much of quarterbacks is winning Super Bowls. Mm-hmm. It's so hard to do. So that's my thing. Like I, I, I hear you. Maybe Joe Burrow might win a Super Bowl, or maybe Josh Allen. They, they could, but would they? Because it's hard to, you don't just see that all the time. And I think that if you just look at the, the stats and compare them, I get the comparison, but like, we can't just say if Russ, the next two years, is going to get 70 touchdowns and, uh, what, 75? What, what is that? What is it? 75,000? 7,500. 7,500. Yeah. Yards. Well, I'm just saying, he could, if he right now? He's at 3,070 right now. Yeah, so seven, seven, maybe. Another 7,000. Yeah, so, like, all that, all that counts. And I'm not even sure what, what his number is right now. I seen yeah. it earlier, but I'm not sure what it is right now. But all I'm saying is, if you add 30, 30-something plus touchdowns this year, the next year, another 30, that's 60-something touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Then you add 3,000, boom. Do you know that? Three, that's 60. Yeah. Like, you're on. saying cumulative statistics. Yeah, of we, we, career, we can't, we can't overlook that. And no. then you're about to throw in another maybe two Pro Bowls, if that one. I don't believe in alternates, but they do believe in alternates. You might get an alternate Pro Bowl. Yeah. So now you're looking at 12 pro, 11 to 12 Pro Bowls, an extra 60, 70 touchdowns. Like, that's, that's and come on. And I think that's, 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 right I think that's truly what matters for Russ. Because I think what he has done in Seattle has him in this Hall of Fame conversation. So now it's all about numbers. I do not believe that when Russ's career is done, say if he plays three more years and plays the way he's playing this year, we already brought up the numbers. I think when they go, they're not going to say, Russ, last three seasons, he only won't run three games. No, they're going straight to Seattle. He, had, he is top ten in this. He's top ten in that. He's yeah. top ten. That's what they're going to go his to. Fran- his franchise? Yes, because yeah. they are, yeah. they're already going to see and remember how great Russ was. Question for y'all, left side of the table then. Do y'all think, and again, Hall of Fame, Mm-hmm. Not Hall of Good. Hall of Fame. Not Hall of Great. Not Hall of Solid for a while. <sighs> Do you all think that Russell Wilson has had a Hall of Fame, Fame, Fame career? Why the left side only? I know. Yeah, I'll start there. <laughs> okay. Well, can you say it next time? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I think he has. Mm. I think he has. And I think at the end of his career, to Shady's point, he's going to have the numbers that are undeniable. I do think that this current situation has given a doubt, not just because of how bad last year was, but how up and down they've looked this season. And he's been good, but he hasn't been great. I think the only thing that might end up being an indictment of Russ is if he continues to play the way he's playing this year and we start to look at the numbers that he's compared to in other spaces, those numbers year to year, like when we break down what he's really averaging each year, what he really did with Seattle, was it really him if, right. he's, being, if he's so bad with these other teams that don't have this top-level defense and so on and so forth, they're going to have all these conversations in the room when it comes down to voting for the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. I think he will get in, and I think he's done enough to be a Hall of Famer. It, it does make me nervous how these next couple of years will go, but I don't think that Russ will look as bad as he did last year over these next few years. I think he's going to get enough. I know he's going to get another opportunity to start and that he's going to add to his numbers and his resume. So you hold on real quick. So I want to be on the same page. You saying they're going to look at his numbers like, all right, well, how, how, who's on his defense? And who they going to do all that? You saying? I'm just trying to figure this out. Yeah. Well, Shady has a vested interest. No, I'm just saying, though, like, <laughs> so we don't look at the numbers. He, it's on paper that he's done. We, we're going to look at, like, how it was done and the deep. I'm just trying to figure out. I think they will. I think they will have those conversations. We don't think that Rodgers was very good 
his last year in Green Bay, right? He didn't have one game where he threw for over 300. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm he sorry was. to ask you that. He was, no, we no. didn't think he was that good, that good. Right. his last year in Green Bay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was averaging 217 yards per game. Yeah, didn't have a game. Didn't have I one game the whole season over 300 yards. That's a great. That's a great point. I, I, I highly doubt that the voters are going to look at that that year. This one year he had. They're not going to do that. No, but Russ did that in 2023, and he did it in 2021. And right. he did it in years past. He's not had that many games over the past couple years. He's over never had an MVP yards. vote. Shady, you say this. Shady, you were, in a, you were in a conversation before you ever joined this show. I watched it and I was like, yo, I like this dude, Shady. I, I want to work with Shady based on this conversation. You said to somebody like, bro, you were never even the best at your position. Mm. Russell Wilson doesn't have an MVP vote, I remind yeah. you all. Now, was he worthy of one? I do believe he was. But the fact is, Russ never even got one. Yeah. Not one of 50 voters mm-hmm. over Russ's 12-year career thus far. So if y'all do the math, what is that? 10 times 700, 600 okay. votes. And he didn't get one can I MVP say, vote. Can I Don't say you something? think that will matter? Can I say something here? Because uh, getting an MVP vote or winning an MVP, that's totally different. Like, you get credit for getting an MVP vote when it comes to the Hall of Fame? Like, is Dak Prescott going to get credit for MVP vote because he got one? No, you ain't, you ain't going to get no credit for that. I have conversations with my kid all, kids all the time. They say, Daddy, um, why you ain't in the Packers Hall of Fame or why you ain't go to the Hall of Fame? And I always say, Daddy ain't do enough. All right? Daddy, Daddy ain't do enough. I should have did more. Some passes I dropped, I should have did more. The other day they asked me, like, Daddy, they say Julian Edelman going into the Hall of Fame. And I said, well, if Julian Edelman go, I'm knocking on the door, and I'm going to. <laughs> Straight up, right. if they let him in, that mean daddy got a dang chance. Right. <laughs> right? So I said, son, I love Julian Edelman playing against him, but I don't think he's going into the Hall of Fame. Mm-mm. The reason why I say that is because it's dudes that Russ is looking at in that Hall of Fame like, they not me. Mm. They didn't do what I did. Mm. So if they in there, who? <laughs> I don't want to say no names on the You talking about, team. like, old school guys? I'm He's talking, talking about old this, school. I'm, oh, just talking, I mean old school. I'm just talking dudes in the Hall of Fame. I know, but right? I, I don't think we can get into the era but of conversation. But you get in the like, Hall of Fame truly because of numbers. You right. do. You do. And if we're we going to say any other, we're, we're, we're good, so, we are. So, so with Russ saying that, it's a lot of dudes in there that his numbers shows that he had a better career and he has a Super Bowl with the numbers. Last thought. I, I just don't believe it. Like, like cause I, I'm with you because... There's, there's players that's in the Hall of Fame that were just good, but they had so many great players around them that made them look better. So if you on one hand going to say, oh, well, we look at Russ, well, was he that good? Yeah, this defense, yeah, this, right? Let's look at these other dudes that got these numbers that wasn't that good that played with all these great <laughs> I'm players. I'm not saying that. And that if they wasn't around and when they went to other teams and they had them great players, were they like that? I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that if he doesn't have, if he has multiple years like he did last year, to end his let's career. Just, let's, just say that, let's just use the, the most current. Sure, but, but the problem is we're really basing this off of his Seattle tenure because mm-hmm. there is a chance that he doesn't play well for the next couple years. I don't think that's going to happen, but if it does, the question is, is that going to affect his Hall of Fame resume? And that, that means that the resume is what he did in Seattle. I think he is a Hall of Famer, and I think he will get the numbers to get in, and I think you're right, the numbers are what matters most specifically when it comes to the quarterback position. Yeah. So I think he's in regardless of what happens, and I don't think that his career as a starter is over. Yeah. All right. Shout out to our guy, uh, Julian Edelman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, Shout I, out to Jules. Jules is my guy. Jules is a ball. I love Jules. 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 And you know, people be clipping stuff off, saying, those Super Bowl MVP, no, fingertip cast. No, you know, I, I asked about that. I was on his podcast. I was like, hey, 
you know, it was a, it, he brought it up to me. It was an interview I did about Hall of Fame. I said, oh, Adam was not a Hall of Famer. He was a really good player, yeah. not a Hall of Famer, and we joked about it. But it was no disrespect to no him. No disrespect okay. at all. Yeah. I'm not saying yeah. But you know, like T.O. and like Randy Moore, they, like, they hold, they, they that's, that's, he wasn't, he, that's all I'm saying. I understand. Saying. No I understand. Doubt. Okay, on the other half of this commercial break, Cowboys, Lions, they're not talking about Hall of Fame. They're just talking about getting into the playoffs as a one seed. Who do we have more confidence in? Cowboys, Lions, who needs to win more? Which team in blue and white that you trust. It's at the star in Dallas. Family, we are in overtime. It's the biggest NFC matchup you could say of the season. Number one seed is at stake. Obviously, assuming the Niners drop a game. Cowboys, Lions, both teams desperately need a dub. Cowboys have a losing streak for the first time in a mighty long time. This is America's team. Shady, you're America's analyst. Uh, Shady, who you got more confidence in? Detroit Lions, Dallas Cowboys. Break it down for me. Lions are playing really, really good. They are. But the Cowboys, I will say this. Now the MVP noise is just is like out of the way now. Now we can just watch football. Watch the game. Yeah. yeah. They play great at home. And they lost two in a row, right? Mm-hmm. So they, they got to they got re- bounce back. And I think they're going back home. They play different at home. I don't know what it is about yeah. that just being a Dallas and the big D and the star in the middle. They just be balling out. Yeah. Michael Parsons going crazy. That Prescott. Believe it or not, he be, Paul, he be balling. So I like the Cowboys. They got the edge. It won't be easy, though. No, no, no. Shady, quickly, take us for the viewer, because I want the viewers to understand. When you hear a stat like the Cowboys, they've won 15 in a row at home, but they keep losing on the road. Yeah. You've played 12 years, I believe, in the NFL. What is the difference between playing a home game and a road game that might be the disconnect for Man, the Cowboys? it's like the communication. Like, you know, in practice, you go through all these different signs, all these different words, right, and, and adjustments. If the defense comes in this formation, we're going to do this. Mm. And you say it. Yeah. You get in that game and it's so loud. They're yeah, yeah. These fans is drinking. Yeah. They're yelling. They're, you can't communicate that. No so it's hard to be on the same page. And then also it's like confidence. Mm-hmm. When you're at home, you hear that crowd behind you. You just oh, play better. Man. You just do different things. Now. It's like you run faster. I would say this. I remember uh, playing against the Saints. I don't know if you played the Saints or not there, but the, that's loud. Yeah, yeah. I hated playing there. I got beat down and guess a what? couple times. We always lost there. The only time I ever mm-hmm. won that game. I never won there. We <laughs> won with the Bucks. My whole career, we always yeah. lost. But with the Bucks, my last playoffs. year in the playoffs, we beat them. And we lost to them at home, and we lost to them yep. yeah. in a way. So this is, when you play in a way, man, it's so hard to be on the same page with your team. I'm with Very you. well said. Well, on the other half of this commercial break, Joy, James, y'all have to weigh in on the biggest game Ooh. in the NFC all season the long. Them boys. It's the boys versus the Lions. Ah. Come back for the thoughts, y'all. We having too much fun. Thanks for hanging with us. We got more after this. Let's finish off this Cowboys-Lions conversation. It is the biggest NFC game of the weekend. The number one seed is at stake. James Jones, you've had a one seed en route to trying to win a Super Bowl. You've had a six seed en route to winning a Super Bowl. You know just how pivotal this game is for seeding and winning Super Bowls. That's what's on the line here. Who are you more confident in, the Lions or the Cowboys? This one's easy for me, even though the Lions is playing really good football right now, coming off of two wins. But the Dallas Cowboys at home, when Dak Prescott sleeps in his own sleep number bed, he hit the number that he want to hit. Yeah, he had a Motel 6. And when it cool him off and all that, when he get a little hot, the Dallas Cowboys at the crib is phenomenal. They are arguably the best team in football. Like, we can sit here and say, if any of these teams come to Dallas to have to play a football game, mm. it's not going to be an easy victory. That game could go either way. That is the Dallas Cowboys at home. So, for me, 
I don't see the Detroit Lions coming in here beating the Dallas Cowboys at home. I mean, they, they undefeated, what, 15 in a row, 15 in a row at coach. home? Number two, Coach Mike knows the Detroit Lions. Coach Mike don't lose to the Lions. He's been in that division Ooh. with the Lions for a long, long time. These Lions? How is it, Shady? Pop, pop. No, no, I ain't. No? Uh, I ain't. You? I'm saying, Mike, I don't really. <laughs> 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 He's back. He's back. He's back. He's back. He thought he had a friend. I did. I thought I had a homeboy. He yeah, no, yeah. In a row, Coach Mike. No, he said, Mike, he, that's what he does with the Detroit. James, very quickly, because I got Shady's story, hey, and then Joy will take us home. James, you know Mike McCarthy obviously very well. Yeah. What is your experience and the difference between home games and how he treated y'all in road games? Why might the Cowboys be losing these games on the road and not at home? That's, that's a really good question. A yeah. um, couple weeks ago when they lost to the Buffalo Bills, I said they did not bring their own energy. Last week, they brought their own energy. You seen the locker room, you seen Micah, you seen them boys bringing their own energy. And when it was time to make a play, the defense did not, not make a play. The offense did, the defense didn't. At home, they are just finding ways to make plays. Dak Prescott goes down well, there. What is it about McCarthy? He was your coach, so you know. Yeah. Did he give different speeches at home versus the road? Did he give you all the day off on Friday? <laughs> at home and y'all had to travel on yeah. Saturday. Like, take me into that locker room mm. moment for Well, me. Coach, Mike's schedule is always lovely. So you're always going to be healthy and ready to play and fresh and ready to play. But there's nothing he did. There ain't no rah-rah speech that Coach Mike's going to give us. There's not no extra day off that Coach Mike is going to give us. It's just about going out there, finding ways to win. And to be honest with you, this ain't coaching. This, this ain't coaching. This is on the players. We ain't, we ain't seen the Dallas Cowboys on the road like, that's, that's scheme or system. Fair. This is, this is what they've been running. So this is on the players. you got to find ways to make those plays, not necessarily on the coach. Joy, take us home. More confident. I'm more confident in the Cowboys. This game uh, means more to the Cowboys right now. Mm. They're coming off of two losses. They want to try and uh, clinch the division still. They're, they're, they have more to play for right yep. now. The Lions, obviously, they, you know, they're going to have a home game regardless. They clinch their division. They're in a better position. Long time. The, the Cowboys are at home. They're expected to win. They've got 15 games in a row, mm. 15 wins in a row at home. They lost badly last weekend to a team that they needed to win to prove that they can win on the road and win, you know, beat against, uh, get wins against winning teams, this game matters more to the Cowboys right now. The Lions are in a great position right now. They're, they're good. They can just sit back, you know, pick their teeth with the bones and relax a little bit. They obviously would love to get that, that number one seed, but it does, it's not as important as it is for the Cowboys. I think the Cowboys are going to come out with a lot of energy at home. They've got a lot on the line. So I think that I'm more confident in the Cowboys, not just because they're at home, but I just think this game, this game matters more to the Cowboys right now. Pick their teeth with the bones. Yeah, you know, I just imagine like Scar, you know, he's just like Guy, you know, I, was I was like, I, I've never picked my teeth with a bone with before. The bone. I don't know if that was uh, a Pittsburgh thing. Yo, tough no, it was a lion thing. You know, in, in Lion King, you're uh, picking their, you know what I mean? Entendre. Yeah. I didn't realize you were. Oh, did I go too far? You went, she went, and it was, I was, oh. and she went. Oh, she went over it. your head. Oh. I was a Lion King kid, so. That part. Remember. <laughs> Remember, Jets and the Browns, they face off in a couple of hours. Oh, Y'all yeah. realize how bad the Browns need this W? The Browns, I think mathematically, could still get the number one seed. Andy, correct me if I'm wrong. They got 10 wins. One seed Ravens got 12. Oh, they only two games back. <laughs> what is going on with the dog pound next on Speed? Oh, flack. And they still got the one seed, Andy? Can they? Oh, wow, this year. Dang. 
Two-minute drill, family. You see Garrett Wilson. You see Sauce Gardner. You see a Jets quarterback. You see Joe Flacco. You see a couple stars in tonight's game. Kevin Stefanski, he could clinch coach of the year, while the Browns' Joy Taylor could clinch a playoff spot. What do you really make of Stefanski and the Browns this year? I don't even care about the predictions of the game thus far, but what do you make of what Stefanski's doing? Ten wins, four different quarterbacks. It's not his first time winning coach of the year. True. True. Good coach. It's a good coach. It's a good division. you got to be a good coach to stay afloat in that division. They have a great defense, lots of talent. I mean, I, I, I'm surprised because of the quarterback position. Obviously, I'm not going to sit up here and say I'm surprised, but he's a good coach. And this year has really been primarily about how the defense plays. And they got some dogs. No pun intended. Great coaches find ways to win and putting their players in very good situations, even if it ain't their starters or whatnot. And year in and year out, that's what he does. Yeah, I'm surprised. I'm be honest. I'm surprised. You <laughs> know Deshaun Watson. I didn't know what he would look like. Yeah. And they still got it rolling. Defense is playing a big part in that. And also, I give some some love to uh, Cooper. Yeah. Too. Oh, Amari Cooper. Cooper been balling, bro. Been balling. Amari Cooper, I believe, is only the third receiver in the history of the National Football League to have a 200-yard game with three different teams. I know Terrell Owens is on that list. Amari Cooper is on that list. Yeah. And tomorrow, I'll tell you who else is on. And get Joe Flacco some love. Joe <laughs> Flacco too now. Appreciate Flacco. 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 I didn't know he was that good. <laughs> Andy, I was looking at...